Hey everybody, we're live tonight with Savage Gentleman Podcast. And sorry we're a little late, we had some technical difficulties. They actually had the power outage here at the barber shop, but they're up and running, we're ready to roll, and we've got a good friend of mine here, David Boyd, also known as Buster Boyd. And uh, we're gonna begin the haircut and talking to you guys where to go to get a proper haircut. Now this isn't your you know, $5 bullshit haircut. This is like, hey, legitimately, I wanna look good. Where do I go? What do I need to know about it? So that's what we're talking about tonight. So for you folks tuning in, send in your questions, anything that you ever wanted to ask a barber, Dave will, uh, will yeah, probably we'll answer it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we'll do it. So, Absolutely. So yeah, so we're, let's get this thing started. We're gonna get cutting and uh, hope you guys got some good stuff. Dave and I, we've been working together for quite some time now. A few years, yeah. Yeah. Lots of adventures. Yeah, and you might not know this, but Dave is actually a uh, pretty accomplished photographer. So a lot of the photos where I'm out doing really cool adventure stuff, is actually him taking uh, taking the photos. So one of the big things, and I'm and I'm trying to catch up on comments here on my phone. Again, we're off location; it gets a little bit tricky. But um, I want to get you the questions. Anything you guys want to know? Why do we need to go somewhere, Dave, to get our haircut? All right. Well, that's a great question, and you know. We totally understand at a shop like this that people always have different priorities, right? And uh, I mean, I definitely do too. There are the things that I go out of my way to spend, uh, you know, extra energy on uh, or invest in. And for me, I've always enjoyed having a nice haircut. Um, and what it really comes down to is basically, I found over the years, what kind of makes a barber great is uh, just caring about yeah. what you're doing and I know when I was uh, you know your everyday consumer of haircuts that that's all I wanted was to sit in the chair and to really feel like whoever was doing my hair actually cared. have my back yeah yeah like yeah. make me look good you know yeah. make me feel good well and that's and that's kind of what spawned it for me so for for most of my life either I got my haircut by my mom who was a hairdresser mm -hmm. and then when I moved out of the house then it was like all right I'll just get a pair of clippers and buzz it myself and um, yeah, that worked okay for a while. I mean, it, it, it landed me my wife, so I can't complain. You know, <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah, for sure. I was cutting my own hair at that time, but it got to a point where it's like actually it was the beard that prompted me to seek out professional help. My beard had grown to a length that I was not comfortable doing it on my own. It's like, nope, I gotta find, I gotta find somebody to take care of this thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Beards are kind of their own thing. That is for sure, and I know any number of guys growing up, the standard procedure is buzz your head yep. when school gets out, yep. let it grow all summer, and then by the time you're ready to go back to school, you go get a proper haircut. Yeah. You want to look nice for school, but, you know, guys are utilitarians, and we focus a lot on utility, you know, but sometimes it's uh, worth it to just invest a little more time and energy into, you know, the visual. I, I think so, man. I mean, for me... You know, this is going to sound kind of kind of silly, but like there is a it's a really good feeling. There's there's something to having a fresh haircut where it's like, yeah, man, I, I feel good. I look good. Um, there, there's an air of confidence, you know, and for me, it, it's about a once a month deal. Like my hair grows pretty fast. You might not know this about me, but if I didn't trim my hair, uh, it would actually connect everywhere. Like mine would be <laughs> completely covered like eyebrows and, and beard. That'd be like Teen Wolf. So uh, it's imperative that I actually have someone trim me up from time to time. Yeah. And, uh, and someone that you trust. And so, and so we've got a lot of people tuning in here. We've got Pete, we've got Chris from PA. 
And, um, you know, Pete says for him, it's the social interaction that he gets. And for me, that's something that I, that I look forward to. Dave and I have had quite a few uh, philosophical discussions while in the chair. I mean, in your experience as a barber, what do you, what would, how would you speak to that? Well, so that's a really interesting point, and that's cool that he mentions that uh, right off the top because in, uh, around the time that barbering reached Rome from Sicily, that was really kind of the impact of the barbershop was. Really? That's where guys would go to talk politics, to talk business. That's where all deals were done. Huh. Um, so it was a public forum. It was a social center yeah. for sure for guys. Interesting. Um, which is important, of course. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting because barbershops are the place where guys get to be guys. We cut women's hair here. Yeah. Which we love doing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Of course, they understand that we're going to be giving certain types of haircuts and that we specialize in certain types of haircuts. Sure. But at the same time, it still ends up being a place where a guy's very comfortable, uh, you know, usually surrounded by like-minded people. And that is, for me, I used to cut hair. I mean, you were there. Yeah. It's kind of a private space, and that was yeah. really cool. But it's a lot of fun to be here with other barbers and other people and especially when the conversation gets kind of energetic and other people start chiming yep, in. Yeah, absolutely. That's... And that's happened more than a few times. And it's interesting because at first, you know, I'm kind of loud sometimes when, especially when there's ambient noise because I can't hear very <laughs> well. And, you know, I'll say something kind of off color and then realize, oh, shit, there's other people around. Sorry about that. And then they'll jump right in and we'll spark this, you know, this really cool debate that I don't think we get enough of in this day and age. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of... Um, conversation that occurs but it's all here in the digital world on our phone right there's a there's a forum that people can speak speak their mind but it's only you know it's only on this tiny screen and you mm -hmm. can basically say whatever you want to if I say something out of hand there's someone here that may came over come over and slap me in the face yeah. and so there's a checks and balances that I don't feel like we get in the real world anymore yeah it's true barbershop is a friendly place but it is all it you know no people don't pull punches no in a barbershop. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I, I think we need to go to a place where, hey, man, if you're going to open your mouth and say some stuff, you need to be held accountable. You can't hide behind some, you know, fake username or, or whatever, be some kind of internet troll. You can't do that in real life. You'll get your ass kicked. Yeah. So, it, it's nice because, you know, we, again, in social media, we also get, we often get in these echo chambers, right, where everyone just, you know, feeds back the same things, the same thoughts that we say. But when in real life, Someone may have a differing opinion, and, and you may be, get confronted for that. And I think that that helps to spark, you know, healthy debate and, and ideologies. Well, and you know, that's an interesting point in that, like, getting bounced around as a kid, you know, saying saying something and then getting popped for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how much I value a lot of those lessons in terms of like, I mean, it shaped me. It's kind of that stones in the river type thing right? sure well it, sometimes it, you got to roll around in the rocks yeah know? yeah well it, I mean it, and it teaches you to think before you speak you know I mean I don't know how many times where someone someone sees something that they disagree with online and they just go ape shit hammering on a keyboard and you know that they put zero thought into it that was their knee-jerk reaction mm -hmm. you know and, and in real life you can't you can't do that you got to take a moment so I think it's a skill that's being lost and that's why for me coming here to the barbershop it's an important thing and that's why for you guys listening and watching at home you know I want to kind of convey that like hey get out there get in the real world interact with people you know talk to them about stuff you know 
again, the, the community, the, the relationship that you can build with your, with your barber. I mean, I, I would say it's semi-intimate without being weird. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it kind of is an intimate in the sense of like, hey, man, like we know each other pretty personally. Well, yeah, guys are coming in, and literally they sit down and volunteer to have us put straight razors against their necks. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some dangerous implements, you know. I mean, for Savage Gentlemen, one of our, one of our monikers, right, our, our emblem has a straight ranger. Why? Because it's both savage and gentlemanly. And yeah. so I think, I think the barber exemplifies that. And, and, you know, a lot of people may not know this, but barbers used to be not only would they cut your hair, but they were also surgeons and dentists. So it was kind of a one-stop shop, you know, way, they think that was way in, when the 1800s maybe? Yeah, I mean, back in uh, Old Britain, uh, there were guilds formed, formal guilds, and on a government level, these guilds were formed that made barbers and surgeons in the same guild. So it was a barber-surgeon guild, or oh, no barbers kidding. were barber-surgeons. Huh. Um, they were the ones that were trained in sanitation. and. And even today, you know, we're not surgeons, but all of the state board stuff that we go through has nothing to do with how good the haircut looks. It has everything to do with sanitation, cleanliness, oh, wow. cleaning implements, So sanitation. you can give a total hack job. They don't care. They just don't want you to uh, kill anybody. They with, just don't want you spreading germs. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> even to this day, like, barbers are very much oriented towards cleanliness, sanitation, disinfection. Uh, and so there is a lot of that that remains. Um, but yeah, we're not performing surgeries, we're not pulling teeth, we're not letting blood. But like you said, I mean, the, the, the barbershop, for all intents and purposes, became a one-stop shop. They're, over time, we're known for being a place you could always go and pick up tobacco. Yeah. And even oh, pornography. No really? You're, you're the latest playboy because, huh. you know, guys aren't, they're already there. They're yeah. assuming that they're probably not going to see their wife there. Right. They can step in, they can grab their cigarettes, <laughs> get a haircut, and yeah. head out, you know? And so, yeah. so it, it is it, a bit of a one-stop shop. Yeah, kind of that speakeasy vibe almost where it's like, and, and even Kevin Robertson here is tuning in says, you know, a place where a man can be a man. Yep. You know, and, and, and I think that that's very true. And, and I'm sure there's some people out there who are like, yeah, but man, like looking good and, and taking care of yourself isn't really manly. And I would contend the opposite because at the end of the day, there's nothing more manly than going out and um, uh, let's just say securing a significant other. Okay. Yep. yep. And in order to do that, you, you probably want to look good. You know, you can't look like some you know, hobo off the street, like, you're, you're not, you're probably going to strike out. And for you guys with Valentine's Day coming up, hey, man, you want to impress that lady, go get a sharp haircut. Yeah, um, that's true. That's, you know, some, some sage wisdom there is, you know, clean yourself up, get, get prettied up a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. And you were telling me the other day a little bit about the historical uh, purpose behind haircuts and, and different looks and, you know, why get it cut a certain way? What, sure. What, what, how do you judge that? Well, so a lot of guys do come in, the guys that have kind of read up a bit on their, their image, you know, and, the, uh -huh. and they're really kind of investing that time, will come in and say, hey, what, what, hair, what haircut or what beard shape is going to be best for my head and my face? Okay. And when a guy says something like that, you know he's been online, he's been uh -huh. doing his research, he's been doing his homework. And that's great. We love that. Um, and usually what that means is they want something that's tailored to them the same yeah. way that you'd want a suit that fits great, a shirt that fits great, you know? So same thing. We're, we're tailoring haircuts and beards. Um, and a good, you know, a good solid barber is going to be doing that almost intuitively 
they're not often trying to give you a haircut that doesn't fit your head. Gotcha, sure, so sure. So sure. if you bring in a picture, we're gonna give you your version of that haircut that's tailored to you and your head shape. And then, so at the end of the day, what that means is, and we're generalizing here a little bit, sure. right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just for ease, but generally square shapes are masculine and round or oval shapes are more feminine. Okay. You know, and there could be exceptions, but overall strong square shapes speak to masculinity. So uh -huh. uh, most of the time what we're looking to do is to keep things lean, maybe to elongate things at times, but beards themselves serve to strengthen the jaw, yep. pronounce that those masculine features and is basically an instinctual or primal biological switch that we flick when we're looking for a mate, right? Or, yeah. or want to be more attractive to a mate. So you're saying that like there's there's a there's cues that, that you know the opposite sex typically would pick up on. You know, a woman looks and whether they realize it or not, it's like, oh this, you know, general outline shape somehow, you know, beckons to a bygone era where they instinctively know that dude is super manly. That's who I want to procreate. Well and think about it, you know, it doesn't if you're in the woods or the back country and you hear that mountain lion, you know, yeah. make, it's it's up there roaring, making its noise. Right. You don't have to know what that sound is. Oh, you're like, like, just chill your blood, right? <laughs> we have primal instincts, there's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. No, that's well, and, and and you know, we're talking about the we titled this "Where to Go to Get a Proper Haircut," and I think you you touched on that a little bit. You need to go somewhere where they're gonna make the haircut tailored for you. It's not just some off the shelf cookie cutter haircut, you know, that, that they just, you know, churn out time and time again. This is something that based off of your head structure, face structure, you know, actual hair itself, it's gonna help accentuate those and, and ultimately make you look better, not just, hey, my hair is long, I need it to be less long, yeah. ready, set, go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we, uh, Pete is, is uh, commenting in, wants to know, what is the most common hairstyle that guys are getting today? So we're here in Salt Lake City, of course. Uh, Salt Lake keeps up on the trends for sure. We, I know we like to pride ourselves on being trendy, but it is a small town yep. compared to lots. But uh, having cut hair nationwide, New York, Chicago, Florida, everywhere, we know what's going on. And the popular haircuts these days, there are a lot more classic shapes okay. that, are, that are happening. So side parts, you know, pompadours, yep. slick backs. Um, and the reason why is because they're solid, they're solid square shapes for guys. Gotcha. So that's why they're classic. It isn't necessarily just because of time, but because they work time and time again. And so classic haircuts aren't just a trend. Yeah. It's an actual function of haircutting. It's a structure or a system, just like you'd build a house. There are certain right. things you always do to build a house. And to build a, a good gentleman's cut, there will be certain things that are always happening. And so classic shapes are are what are coming back to a degree. They work for every type of head, every type of hair. It's interesting. So you, so you've noticed kind of trends come and go. It's, it's a kind of a cyclical thing, just like with fashion and a lot of other stuff, even music to some extent, things kind of get recycled and brought back. So we're oh, yeah. kind of, uh, we're kind of reliving what, what era would you, would you say, you know, most of the hairstyles are kind of being borrowed from these days. So era wise with men's hair, definitely back to the forties and fifties. Okay. Although generally in trend and fashion and whatnot, you're, you know, you're looking at a 20 to 30 year cycle okay. on a lot of things. So, that trickles in too. So about a generational gap, yeah, typically? Yeah, pretty much. 
So we knew that the 90s were coming back, and they did. So <laughs> we'll see what happens now if the 2000s kind of creep back again. When do the 80s come back again? Because that's what I'm waiting for. I think they kind of already did. Did they? Yeah, well, did I miss I, it? I think you missed it. Did yeah. I, wait, how did that happen? Pumping iron. Oh, man. Man, I was really waiting for that one to come back because I was just a wee lad. You know, I didn't get to really experience the 80s in all their glory. That's a shame. So now i got to wait, like, what, another 40 years? Damn. Uh, yeah, probably. That's too bad. That's a shame. So, you know, talking about haircuts throughout history, you know, there's been periods where beards, for example, I mean, that was like the, the definition of a barber. You know, the Latin term barba is yeah. for beard. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, a barbarian, if I'm not mistaken, was basically someone who had a long beard. Um, without getting your hair cut, essentially, was, was kind of what that stood to mean. So, you know, what, what's, what's kind of the history? What's the deal with beards? So beards, again, they do serve this, like, biological, primal, instinctual function. Uh, as men begin to mature and reach maturity, certain things happen due to nature, right? And a lot of these things, more hair, body yep. hair, right, start sprouting in different places. Um, but a lot of that is too, the jaw strengthens, mm -hmm. the brow gets more pronounced, you will get like more recessions back, you know, kind of like Clooney and uh, Jude Law, you yeah, know, yeah, these guys. Yeah. And honestly, and Brad Pitt, uh -huh. I mean, this guy, these guys have recessions. So, yep. you know, a lot of guys fight that, but honestly, it is a biological marker that basically proves to other people that, that you are a man. Hey, I'm a man, damn it. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. And so... so and, and that's probably that yeah, and that's probably why there. Were, you know, I, I don't know if we're how we're riding on that trend. You know, beards kind of went out of style for quite some time, and they came back really hard and heavy. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. Do you think that they're fading? Are they still going strong? What's your prediction on on beards? So what happens with beards? And, and I think, you know, being familiar with your demographic, it's going to be pretty easy for a lot of these guys to tell the difference between. The bandwagon dudes. Yep. The biggest difference is when it's no longer cool or when the trend's over, who are the first guys to shave? Gotcha. Right? Versus the guys who are like... Quitters. They're a bunch of quitters. They're a bunch of quitters. Charlatans, I would call them. <laughs> well, and the thing is, the trend gave people permission to try a beard. Right. And there are people who tried it who will never give it up. They'll, they won't ever give it up again. Yep. And you've got different professions who now accept that type of facial hair. Uh, it's more acceptable in lots of situations. So... Uh, they're the guys that did it before and they're the guys that will do it after but the early adopters are the ones who are going to jump on the bandwagon and when it changes they'll jump on the new one yep gotcha. there's nothing wrong with that sure but there are some beardsmen who maybe didn't have a beard previous but and they, they find started out like it. oh turns out my soul has a beard and this thing is not <laughs> my going soul anywhere. has a beard yeah. i love that man i wonder how long my my soul's beard is because i've I've, well, and, and I was, you know, for the record, I've been rocking a beard since before it was cool. I actually had a beard in high school. So that was like early 2000s. Um, so for all those of you guys that, that might accuse me of bandwagoning, uh, this thing's been around for quite some time, and I don't see it going away anytime soon. Have many of your, of your guys seen pictures of you without a beard? Um, a few people have seen me without a beard, and they're like, I don't, that's weird, I don't like it, don't it's ever not show bad. me. It. Yeah, Zach hates it. But Zach, I prefer. Zach freaks out. <laughs> it's, it is strange. Um, and to that point, a lot of times guys come in and have their beards shaved off or, or trimmed down quite a bit. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I hear about them going home and their daughters just oh, tears. My daughter's never seen me without like a substantial beard. Like I don't know that she would she would even be able to recognize me to be quite honest with you. Like I don't know if I could do that to her. 
Yeah. I've seen the videos and those kids just like melt. Mm -hmm. Like it would, it would, I couldn't break her heart like that, man. Um, oh, so let's see. So Pete's got another, another question. He says, can a part in the hair exist on either the left or the right, or does it depend on the way, way the hair grows? That's so a let's great talk question. About parts. That's a really yeah. good question. Very good question. So oftentimes, and you're a good example of this, Josh, the, the whirl or the cowlick on people's head is usually off center to the left or the right. Okay. Yours is off center to the left a bit. Some people have it right in the middle. Yep. On the biggest difference is when you when you're finding that part as a barber anyway, is we're looking to incorporate the whirl into the part with okay. the recession. When we use the part and it goes into the whirl, that allows us to control the roosters. Right? Ah. So if we if we put the part into there, that's a good thing generally. Although your hair would probably be pretty agreeable either way. What you'll find is if you match the direction of the of the growth and that's the way you part, you'll have control. Ah, gotcha. And it'll cooperate. So if you work part with against your hair, it, yeah, don't you fight get more against volume. it. Oh, okay. So if you want so more volume and you thing. want size, you can you can go against that if you'd like. Um, but but the stylist if for no other reason and just their perspective, they'll be able to see and tell you gotcha. which way is con the control direction and which way is the volume and texture direction. And sometimes other cowlicks might be involved and it might not want to go the other way. Right. But it's not a hard, fast thing, but As I think a general people, rule, yeah. Yeah, it, there's going to be one that's easier. Yep. An easier yep. direction to go in. And, and man, it's, I, I'm always taken aback, you know, we, we talk quite a bit about hair and, and you know kind of the science behind it every time I come here because it's fascinating it's so much more than like hey I'm just gonna take a comb and a pair of scissors and go to town I mean it's you know it's it's an art form just like anything you know when you get somewhere when you get to a certain level you know you were more than just a doer of an action you are you are an artist you know and that's where where we talk about where to go to get a proper haircut go to someone that has perfected their craft and, and really, you know, knows it and understands it and takes the time to do it properly. And, and with Savage Gentlemen, you know, that's kind of a recurring theme is like, yeah, you can go the cheap, easy route with stuff, but ultimately, you know, treat yourself. I mean, it's the way I look at it. It's like, you know, I'm, I, I'm totally fine with treating myself to the higher standard of, of stuff. Well, and like you'd mentioned previously, there, there may be guys out there, and you know what, guys... It's a free country, right? Sure. Well, I mean, but, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, if you're trying to get laid on Valentine's Day, go get a haircut. <laughs> well, there you go. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, what else do you need? Yep. But yeah, at the, at the core of it, it's like some guys might feel like getting pretty isn't their jam. Yeah. But really, I think most of us in this shop don't think about it that way. We think about it like, you know, well, hey, what, you don't condition the seats in your vintage Mustang, you know? You don't, yeah, that's you don't great. Keep your steel oiled, you know? You're always sharpening and oiling yeah, you your don't, blades. You don't, and your, you don't clean your gun, Yeah. you know? Same thing. Hey, I mean, there is. This is. This is your gun. It's right. Yeah. You are, this is, this you is, is my gun, baby. That's yeah. right. So take care of it. That's cool. No, and and you know, you had talked about too, where throughout history, um, you know, there there is a form and function to a haircut. You know, Alexander the Great was someone that actually, military-wise, implemented a really strict, like, no long hair, no beard policy. Yep. Um, and and that's something that we see now, even you know carried into the military nowadays where again there is a set of there's a function to having shorter hair and being being clean cut yeah um, what 
what do you, what do you say to that for, you know, again, functionality of hair aside from attracting a potential maid, you know, what else, what else is there to hair care that we need to know about? Well, I mean, you bring up a good point. Just this last week, I was with some friends. We were, we were shooting pictures and videos up in Yellowstone. Okay. And I got my hair cut right before we went. Yeah. So that I wouldn't have to mess with it. You know, I want to look good too, but right. the function was to not have to worry about it um, in the middle of all that action. You know, we were watching wolves taking down baby bison and stuff oh, like that's that. that's right. And at, at that point, <laughs> I'm not looking to style my hair. I just need to get my job done. Yeah. And so there's that level of function, of course, uh -huh. or utility. Um, but at the same time, like you're saying, Alexander the Great, you know, orders that his, his guys get haircuts for survival, for tactical reasons. Um, at the same time, it's like uh, back even way before that, we're talking Bronze Age or yeah. even before that. Yep. Um, the, the, the medicine men were also had the function of barber in terms of... Uh, they believed that good spirits and bad spirits entered and left through the hair. Oh, really? Because the hair is the part of you that reaches out into the world, okay. right? Like your, especially your beard and mine, not so much. <laughs> but it reaches out and it interacts with the environment. So, huh. if uh, they, so it's a conduit, so to speak. That's how they saw it. Yeah. Wow. So haircuts were very important uh, for good fortune and a good <laughs> hunt and and stuff like that. So removing the hair at that point was a rite of passage. Interesting. It was a ritualistic thing, a yep. sacred thing, yep. and served the purpose of releasing bad spirits. And then once the hair was cut, they'd tie it back really tight. Yeah. And that was their way of keeping the good in and the bad out. Oh, interesting. Well, and, and I know for me, and, and that's actually the first time I had ever heard that, and that's a really cool bit of information, but for me, before I before I fight, there's kind of a ritual of, you know, getting a particular haircut, and I, I don't know, I guess maybe there's something instinctive to like, hey, I'm about to embark on something, and this is a, this is a way to signify that in some way, Yeah. you know? Uh, I don't know where that comes from, it's not anything that I like I said, read about, but I think there's something to that. That's yeah, it's really almost cool. like it could be your war paint, right? Yeah, yep, for sure. I think there is Beard style, something. hairstyle. Beard style, hairstyle, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, so Pete says, it's getting, Pete says it's about getting style, not getting pretty. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with that, man. And, you know, for, for men, you know, we don't have a lot of ways that we can Ex uh, uh, accessorize necessarily, you know, we're not, we're not really putting on makeup, we're not, well, maybe you are, but for our, the, the crowd that we travel in, we typically don't, you know, jewelry is one way to do it, but, you know, with hair while, hairstyle, that is a way to kind of express some individuality, yeah. you know, that's another aspect as well, it's like, hey, you know, I, check this out, you know, maybe a way of peacocking, so to speak. Yeah, exactly, that's very much true. Um... Oh, and my battery just died, so it looks like I can't read your comments. So Zach will tune in. If you guys say anything cool, he'll let you know. And um, for those of you just joining us, we're here at City Barbers. This is downtown Salt Lake City. Um, this is probably one of the coolest places I've ever been to cut hair. They've got bison on the wall. We've got a motorcycle out front. Um, it's a pretty badass shop. And uh, this, is, this is David Boyd here. He is my barber, has been for quite some time, and he's... Uh, Cleaned me up quite nicely. He's the only guy that I'll that I'll trust this beard with. And we're just going over where can you go to get a proper haircut. You know, there's barbershops are a dime a dozen, but uh, you gotta you gotta find the right one. And I think that's about feel. It's about it's about a lot of things. You know, get to know your barber. You know, we've we've been doing this for for quite some time, and it's 
you know? It's been working pretty well for me so far. I mean, these people keep tuning in, so yeah. there's gotta be something good going on. Well, and I think, like you're saying, where to find the cut? The nice thing is, I mean, our society, we're just getting more and more voyeuristic. Like, I wanna see a place before I go. Sure, I wanna yeah. see what they do, I wanna see what it looks like. So when I get there, I recognize it, and I feel like I've already been there uh -huh. to a degree. And I know that for walk-in haircut, the new walk-in is people visit us on Instagram. Oh, they check out our Facebook cool. or whatever, right? So, um, where, where can they see you on Instagram? So on Instagram, we're City Barbers. Okay. You can look us up. The our logo has our our bison friend Polly oh, is, is on that it. His name? Mm -hmm. His name's oh, Polly. He's from Utah. Okay. He's a rescue, so that's good. <laughs> and uh, Zach, can you pay into the bison real quick, just <laughs> so they don't think we're lying? So Polly's a rescue. <laughs> uh, you'll recognize, yeah, it, it's City Barbers, and the the nice thing is most shops are going to have an Instagram. Feel free to do your homework and yeah. research. Look them up. See if it's if it's your vibe. See if it's something you've been looking for. Oh, looks like we got a question. Yeah. So Pete Sales asks, is hair product all the same stuff? Ooh. Should we just buy the dollar store stuff or is the high dollar stuff worth it? That's a great question. I can be as honest as I can about that. Our shop tries to carry the, the very higher end of the spectrum. We, we enjoy high quality products that come from cool places. Our boss here at the shop would prefer that when you come in that you're seeing products that you don't usually see. You know, you get to see something new each time you come in. And so we do stock higher end products, kind of boutique, and they are sometimes quite expensive, but um, honestly the best product for you is the one that does what you want it to do the best or makes your life easier. Product yeah. shouldn't, shouldn't be more work. Right, it's supposed right. to make your life easier. So if you found something that works and, it, and, it, and you're not having problems, there isn't any reason why I would try to upsell you something three, three times more expensive. Right. Although people are more concerned about where things come from and how they're made and stuff, and we do have those high quality products available. Um, but like anything else, you know, there's a great chance that a lot of these things can be made in, in the same plant, right? And that's why our boss goes out of his way to research products that we've got some from New Zealand, from London, uh, from New York, uh, there's some product, a lot of the products we carry, we're the only shop on the West Coast that has them. Oh, no kidding. And so I know that's the point of pride for him is to try to show you guys something new and yeah. you come in. Some exclusive kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. really so cool. So we use that as just to enhance the, the experience. And uh, Pete, to answer your question earlier, he, uh, he typed in and asked if I ever rocked a mullet. Um, yes, actually, I, I have had a mullet before. Uh, it was back in my college days. And it was actually... It's actually pretty pretty impressive, um, and I. But but I realized again, you know, we often get judged by the way we looked, and I couldn't figure out why people kept looking at me like I was some kind of a crazy person. And then I realized, oh yeah, I've got cauliflower hair, I've got cauliflower ear, and a freaking mullet, mohawk mullet thing going on. And no one wants to talk to me anymore. It's weird. <laughs> it was really hard to get dates, and then I decided, okay, maybe I should. Uh, you know, take my take my hair a little bit. You know, my appearance a little bit more serious. Did you have another? Zach Zach wants to say something. Go ahead, say it, Zach. Josh, you should have gone with the George Costanza. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's not a good look for anyone. I don't think. It's a bald patch right here. Just a lot of hair. No, that's that's. I like to call that the monk haircut. Do you <laughs> yeah. do you get a lot of those? The fryer tuck. The fryer tuck. Uh, Has I, anyone I requested it? I personally haven't done that. But okay. again, you know, do your thing. Yeah. You okay. Let's, let's. All right. Let's. So, what? What is the the strangest haircut request you have ever received? Oh well, here's the thing. I do have a few of those. <laughs> uh, this should be good. Most of them probably wouldn't mind. 
having those those things shared. Well, you don't have to say who it was. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. You don't have but to I say did, who. I have a, a friend who came in for, I had never heard the term, but he wanted a monkey tail. A monkey tail. And so what a monkey tail is, is, is the beard comes down across the chin all the way over and, and loops around your mouth. So it's a, sure. a one-sided, over the top and around <laughs> facial hair. And that, that, was, that was weird. Man, I, I think I could pull that off. I mean, I've got the hair to do it. I don't know if it would be a good look for me. Yeah. Monkey tail. The monkey tail, so. Man, that's a bold move. It is bold. That is really bold. Yep. Wow. Fortune favors the bold. Indeed, I suppose it does. So, um, you know, one thing, and, and we're, we're, we're getting, we're probably a pretty good amount of the ways through this bad boy. Yeah, but, haircut uh, wise. Yeah, well, haircut wise, I mean, we still got a way to go. There's a lot of hair. We got to trim the beard. But, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit, and hopefully this won't derail us, but um, straight razors. Yeah. Straight razors or, or just, you know, razors in general, I think is something that people have some kind of a fascination with. Like, you see them, you want it, you wonder about them. You know, what's the best way to use them? Um, I mean, the best thing I can say is, well, let's ask a barber, you know, yeah, a guy absolutely. who uses them every day. You know, what do you, what do we need to know about straight razors? Well, that's a great question. And there is a certain mystique and masculinity to not only owning a straight razor, but actually feeling like you know how to handle it. Yeah. Um, they're to the right guy. If, if it's the kind of guy that likes hand-built motorcycles and handmade, you know, firearms and and custom knives, that kind of thing. Those kind of guys really can appreciate a straight razor shave um, for any number of reasons, but also because the maintenance of the blade can be very meditative. Yeah. You know, maintaining the blades, the strop, the hone, uh -huh. the oil, all that kind of thing. Certain personalities really get into that. Um, but what you need to know is there is a learning curve. Yep. They can be dangerous. You will cut yourself. Yeah, there's a really good chance. You absolutely don't have to cut yourself, but you definitely could. Yeah. Um, and at this point, there's a lot of great resources on, on uh, YouTube and whatnot yeah. to teach you how, but yeah. there's no better way than to just let someone perform a straight razor shave on you yeah. so that you know what to expect, how it should feel. Yeah. And, and that'll make oh, all the gotcha. difference. So you yeah. get it, you kind of you be, a, be a test subject, feel it, then you've got a, something to compare it by. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're, if you're hacking off chunks of skin, you're probably doing something wrong yep. at that point. I mean, that should be a good indicator, but you know, for me, I'm, I'm more, of a, more of a safety razor guy. So yes, I actually do have to trim up some <laughs> stuff because like I said before, it will grow into my own uh, eyebrows if I don't. So, so I, I, I like a, just an old school, you know, safety razor. I've got a straight razor, but man, that's a, am I, it's a little much on my plate. I got a, a three-year-old running around, you know, yeah. yep. and finding the time to actually bust that out seems uh, pretty unlikely at, at this time. Well, and when you're used to a straight razor, you can shave, you can do a full straight razor shave on yourself. Yeah. Just as quickly as you could with a Mach 3 or a Fusion 4. Really? Or whatever else. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely doable, but... There is a learning curve, and it really just kind of seems to be the kind of thing that certain personalities enjoy that ritual. Uh huh. Um, but the, the safety razor is designed to be used on yourself. So here in the shop, we don't use a safety razor because it's meant to be oh, used on these so the angles angle rather than these of, angles. Oh, so I, I can't get in there unless I were you. Right. So we use straight razors. Gotcha. Uh, but a safety razor is a fantastic shave. It might be my favorite shave for myself at home. Really? Uh, but given the fact that we use straight razors here, I use my straight razor there. Just to practice just and to keep, yeah, yeah, stay, keep that stay sharp. Mm -hmm. huh? yep, See what I did yep. there? Did you get that? Mm, razor jokes. <laughs> Gosh, and then we just lost all our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp. 
Well, the oh, safety man. razor is a great way to go. It's yeah. a wonderful shave. The replacement blades are super economical. Oh man, it's They're so much cheap. cheaper than, oh, than yeah. others. And the nice thing is go to your local antique shop. You can find a box full of these things. Oh yeah. And if they're all kind of crusty or, or look real old, just grab a bit of toothpaste and shine them right up. It no takes kidding. like three minutes. Really? So you get yourself a nice safety huh. razor for about 10, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. That's a good deal. I mean, it beats the hell out of a Mach 5, you know, that's like $20 and then you're pay, paying $8 you know, every every month in blades, like good Oh, grief. they're so expensive. Man, it'll kill you. Uh, so we wanna, you wanna kind of explain everyone what we're, what we're going for on the haircut? I mean, you and I know, cause we've done this before, but yeah. you know, maybe maybe give them a little bit of heads up of what the, what, we're, what the idea George is. Costanza. It's not a George Costanza, stop. That will never happen. No, Zach, we're not doing a George Costanza. Well, I think, you know, people, especially from the perspective of this GoPro here on my chest, we'll see that it's not very blended. And a lot of, I'm sure a lot of your your viewers and your friends are, are probably into the show Peaky Blinders. Oh yeah. And uh, if you're thinking about the implements that they would have been able to use in that time period of Peaky Blinders, or even like Inglorious Bastards, great movie, awesome hair. And if you've ever wondered why the hair was so good in Inglorious Bastards, it's because they hired local German barbers to do the hair. No kidding. And so, you just what we're trying to cre recreate with your haircut, Josh, is we've we've titled this the Ruffian based on the fact that we did a, a related yep. photo shoot for yep. it once. Um, and the whole point is that it isn't super blended. It's got heavy contrast, um, and that's one way again that you mentioned the peacocking, right? Uh huh. And one of the few ways that guys can do that is to increase contrast. So the longs are longer and the shorts are shorter. Oh, interesting. The lights are huh. lighter and the darks are darker. So. Huh. We've got a higher contrast haircut because your hair allows us to do this. We couldn't do this with my hair. If we did this haircut on me, it would just, I'd look like I was wearing an umbrella <laughs> yeah. on my head, you know? So you've so, got to take in the consistency of the hair into account. Yeah, when, we can leave styles. this hard line on your haircut. Uh -huh. And if you look in the mirror, there's no ledge. Right. There's no bump. So that allows us to do that. So we, we've got this kind of rough haircut that you would have done back in the day with a razor and a comb. Oh, no kidding. Is you that know? how they would have cut it back then? Yeah. Wow. So they didn't have a lot of things that we have now. They didn't have all the fancy, you know, equipment. So the right. cuts were higher contrast and yeah. in many ways. So Man, I couldn't imagine how long that would actually take to try and do with the razor versus, you know, some of the more modern implements. Yeah. Well, I'm sure in the day those masters could do well, it. They were probably, yeah, wheeling they're, they're and dealing probably flying, fast. Yeah, but, yeah. but for us today, it is a bit of a lost art to cut with razors. Yeah. Uh, but it's still taut and stuff. But we're all about efficiency now, you know, yep. quick efficient get me in get me out so things are a little different and then with the beard basically you've your beard's got plenty of character it's got a lot of personality and so uh depending on the beard the texture and the density mm -hmm. for yours i do what I, I in my head i call this a medium fluff okay just a medium fluff i'm just a medium fluffer okay that's <laughs> <laughs> and uh Put that on a resume, it may, and see how that goes for I you. I wouldn't be doing it if I couldn't put it on my resume. <laughs> you know? That's fair. And, uh, Medium fluffer. Because I have to imagine what Josh is going to do at home. If he's not pulling every hair out every day and blow drying and flat ironing his, his beard, it's going to live in a pretty natural state, and right. that's where I should cut it. Gotcha. Um, and I know purists generally like to have a finish on their beard that's done by shears, so we're going to do both. I'm going to trim up the length and, and give it some shape with some clippers. Okay. And then at the end, I'm going to go in with shears to finish that edge and make sure that each hair has a nice blunt cut 
to avoid splitting. Gotcha. Oftentimes that's the biggest opponent when you're trying to grow your beard is yeah. that sometimes your beard's breaking faster than it's growing. Yeah, and, that, and for me, that's where I've kind of realized that this is about terminal length for me. Like I could grow it longer, but because I'm getting punched and kicked in the face and people are trying to like choke me to death, that the hair gets so damaged that it will be it will break before it's allowed to get any longer than this. So this is where where I'm pretty pretty comfortable in length, and this is something where you guys you know I've had this beard for a while, and uh, there's a huge level of trust to have someone just you know one one slip you know you, you're starting from scratch, and that's where <laughs> Zach's gonna sabotage me. No, and that's where that's where for me you know the the prompting to go to an actual professional barber came from is my beard got to the point where it's like all right man we got to do something because this my wife was like all right that's enough you look like you've been living in the freaking you know forest for for the past 10 years and she likes that but but well, at the same time yeah 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 it, well it's you know it's a give and take it, it has its days some days she likes it and some days she not as much but you know this is a happy medium where we can trim it back keep it kind of clean keep it kind of neat but it still still has that rugged look. It's still kind of uh, distinguished, I would I would say. Um, but that's where you got to have someone who knows what they're doing, because there's no way that I would take a pair of clippers and just start trying to trim this thing up. Like that's so beyond my <laughs> comfort level. Well, and and uh, you know I've heard enough of the horror stories. Guys come in and sit in every the chair, time, yep. And they're like, you know, I've had a, I had a real hard experience last time. And I, that breaks my heart. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't ever want to be the cause of that. Yeah. My goal is I don't ever want one of my guys to go out and have to tell that story to another barber. Yeah. So all the respect in the world, like, and you know, same with the haircut. With this beard, we've done this enough that there were, you know, relatively few questions involved mm -hmm. in terms of consultation. But yeah. usually, guys come in and we we double, triple, quadruple check because I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. All the respect in the world to the beards. Uh, we don't want to be those people that are the source of any of those stories, and uh, we want to make sure that we that we get you the beard that you want, that we kind of maximize it for you. But but yeah, with all the respect, I always go into the beard trims with this like reverence, you know, for beards. I wish I could grow a better one, and so I, I really try to treat them with the utmost respect generally. Yeah, I mean, there's something about beards where you know if you've ever tried to grow one, you know it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. So. You know, when someone comes in, and for some people, like, that's their identity, that's their baby. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, their beard is like, you know, an extension of themselves, both literally and figuratively. Um, and I know for the first time for us, you know, there was quite a bit of consultation. You know, we pulled up pictures. Yep. We were saying, okay, I like this, but not that. And, you know, what what can I do to, you know, maximize it? And, and you know, it was a it was a process, but, you know, now I'm, I'm – We've gotten to the point where it's like, hey man, do the thing. Like we, you know, you don't have to. We have to debate, and that's and that's cool. To me, that's cool that you go in and you, and you, you know, building a relationship with someone that provides a service that you're you're close enough with them that like you have a pet name for the style that you do. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, hey yeah, give me the ruffian, and that's just something that we made up. It's not you know a, a known term, but you know, and, and I think in this day and age we kind of miss that that connection with the people that, you know, do provide us services, whether that be your, um, you know, your, your plumber or, or your, your barber or your doctor or whomever, you know, we, we kind of, I don't know, it's like this fast food feeling where we just step, we go in, we go out, we're done, right? We don't build relationships anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I we, think 
You know what it's like to go to your favorite bar and that bartender knows it has your favorite yes, drink. Right yes, yes, exactly. You know, you go to your bar and they know your drink. They know, okay, man, this guy's getting shit house. I should probably cut mm -hmm. him off. Or they know, no, no, he can take two or three more. Or you know? more importantly, they know two ice cubes or that drink's going back. You know, they're, they're like, <laughs> yeah. that guy wants two ice cubes. Every time. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And I, and I think, you know, in, a, in this day and age, we're so, again, turn and burn and just fast paced where we miss out on those relationships. I feel like the barbershop is one of the last, um, you know, last bastions of, you know, building that, that kind of relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So what about, uh, what about shears? Well, shears are, are the fancy word for scissors, right? Yeah, so, well, the, so the biggest difference, and that's kind of just a, a trivia thing, um, most shears or scissors are measured from the pivot to the tip of the blade, and that's the length that we're dealing with. Okay. Shears that are six inches or longer are considered shears. Okay. Uh, and under six inches or smaller would be considered scissors. Interesting. Generally. So those look like real close to being scissors. These are these are these are kind of on the edge. They're like these right are like on Filipino <laughs> torture <laughs> devices. I got these from a friend okay. in Alaska, and he had these handmade for himself. His name no was Michael. Kidding. Oh, he wow. got these from the Philippines, I believe. Huh. And they're awesome for cutting beards, and they sound like death. Yeah. No, there's... You know, when you've got that impressive. right near your ear, oh, it's yeah. like, it's scary. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah these, no, it's super Sweeney Todd. Yeah. So I use these for beards. I try to keep them almost exclusively just for beards. Interesting. Why? And why is that... Uh, it's just the same thing with any number of, of implements that we use, like knives and, mm -hmm. and other tools. It's the type of steel and what it's gotcha. good for. Huh. This is a harder, more severe steel that's better for this type of hair. Gotcha. And so I that's going to give you that, that blunter cut. It's gonna, yeah, and, and they're made for that. And if I keep them and use them almost exclusively for that purpose, that, then that usually ends up being a good thing. Man, that's cool. And that's, and that's another thing that I love about this place. Like, I mean, I'm sitting in a vintage... 1929. 1929 chair that was yep. local, actually, up in mm -hmm. Park City, yeah, right? One of the first two chairs in Park City's barbershop ever. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's basically a local, made in Chicago, straight to Park City. It's been there ever since, 1929. Wow. So we have it in here. It's been restored locally. There's another one on its way that'll be sitting right over here next door. Nice. Um, all of our chairs are vintage. All of them are basically original from the footrest to the headrest, all serial number which is really hard to find, but we've got guys. Yeah, no, that's cool. Well, so. and it's those, it's those details, right? You know what I mean? It's those small details that, that I think matter. And again, it's like taking the time to do that. There's a deeper sense of, of the craft, right? It's not, ah, <laughs> oh, man, we just bought some stuff and threw it together and yeah, whatever, we don't care, next. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, no, we want you to have an experience. And again, that's, for me, going to the barber should be that. You know, seek out a place that that takes the time to make it a unique experience, not just, you know, we're just waiting for the next person to show up to give them a, give them a trim. True. And I think we lose that a lot. And, and again, you know, the, that's kind of a, a motto with Savage Gentlemen where, you know, we're starting to make products. If you guys didn't know that, we're going to have some Savage Gentlemen exclusive. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give you guys a sneak peek because cause I can. I can. So here's a, uh, a leather notebook. This is a shameless plug. I'm just killing time while you're doing this other thing. Um, this is a leather notebook cover that we handmade. And by we, I mean Matt Winslow. And uh, this thing, pretty cool, put together, savage gentleman. And we're going to be actually selling these pretty soon. This is made right here in the USA. This is uh, leather that we picked up, we cut, we sewed, we burned in the stuff. I mean, 
Um, but it's again for us, it's it's about taking the time and the craftsmanship, and you know I think that really embodies embodies what Savage Gentleman is about. And I think here at City Barbers is something that you guys are about. I know, Dave, you everything that you do, whether it's photography or uh, cutting hair or, or whatever other project you may be working on, because you got a lot of oh, fun fact. Sorry, running in a rabbit hole. Dave does medieval combat. Yep. He has armor and he swings battle axes and caves skulls in. Yep, that's true. Just, uh, just I thought you guys should know that. Just in case. Yeah, you'll never be like Dave. <laughs> nice try, Zach. Nice try. You'll never. <laughs> you'll never be as cool. You'll never be nearly as cool. So, so prep us. Uh, looks like we're getting a little shaving thing going on here. What's happening? Yeah. So we're gonna clean up the back of your neck. And so I'm warming up the brush here. Mm, nice. Um, no one likes a cold brush. No. Uh, so. Oh, did we Doug get a comment? Asks, Who? What's the, Doug Huddleston? Okay. Doug. Doug. Okay. What's the difference between head hair and beard hair? Ooh, like really? great, great question. Great question. That's yep. a really good question. So your the the hair on your face, right? The the beard hair is considered androgenic hair. It's a more coarse hair. It's much thicker. It's a completely different texture. A completely different type of hair. But the hair is all made of the same stuff. Same with our fingernails. It's keratinized proteins. So it's going to be behave the same in many ways. But beard hair is a different type of hair. It's considered androgenic hair. And it is, uh, again, like the shear issue. Uh -huh. uh, sometimes it's different enough that we are using different metals in those tools. Um, and so yeah, it's just it's thicker. It's coarser. Uh, it's related probably directly to hormones. Varies from person to person too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Yep, I've got about 45 hairs on my face. <laughs> so that shows you about where I'm at. But you named them all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I hate to see even a single one of them go. But I, I've, you know, I've still got time. I'm 36. I'm thinking by 45. I'll yeah, that thing's gonna something. come in real nice. Yep. 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 And what would you say, actually? And that's another point. There's a lot of people. I get it a lot where they're like. Hey man, like I have a really hard time growing a beard. It's patchy. It's this. It's that. Like, what can I? What can I use? What can I do to? You know, I really want to grow a beard. Yeah. What, yeah. What, from from barber himself, you know, are there things out there that you can that you can do that you can put in that you can, you know, help enhance that in any way, or is it just? There you know, you're... Well, so to save everyone a lot of time and trouble, <laughs> if there were, I would be. I would have a beard. Okay. Right. Fair. So. The whole thing about if you shave too much, you'll get more, it'll grow back thicker, isn't isn't true. So that's um, a, that's an old wives' tale. It is an old wives' tale. If that were, like, again, if that were the case, I'd have a beard because I would She's love to have a beard. Like twice a day, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, well. So as far as growing the beard, there are things you can do. There are. There's no magic, you know, oil. There's no no magic cream. Uh, in Europe, there is beard implants. Oh wow! They will give you. They will implant a beard. Man, that is. I don't really know if I'd feel like it was mine <laughs> at that point. I don't know. Where do they get? Do they take the hair from your head? Where do they get it from? You know. Do you we have could, donors? We go into that. Can I'm I donate? Sure what, what the, oh, the rating of the show? Go ahead. No, no, please, by all means. Um, Tell me it's pubes. Is it pubes? I mean, that's what androgenic hair is. Pubic hair. Yeah. Wow. So what you're saying is that <laughs> the drapes match the carpet. They're not going to put head hairs on your face. That's okay. not going to do it. You know. Interesting. Wow. Um, so then the other thing too that's, that's interesting though is you imagine hair is a direct result of everything that's happening on the inside. Okay. So the more you work out, the better you sleep, the, the better you eat, the more nutrients you get, that will be reflected in the beard. That will translate somewhat. I'm not saying somewhat. that if you eat more steak you'll have a better beard, but... But I'm not not saying. But, yeah. I mean, 
you have to remember that hair overall generally is not essential to life. So in, in the terms of your body's processes, yeah. you're cold, your body's not working on giving you a better beard. <laughs> if you're hungry, your body's not working on giving you a better beard. That's a great point. Yeah. So the better you can treat yourself, the more energy left over ah, to, to create an awesome beard. beard. Yeah. Huh. So there is something to that. How about that? How about that? That's really cool. So Zach, you had a, you had a question it seemed? So Shannon Burnett says... Hey, hmm. Shannon Burnett. <laughs> her husband has had a high and tight military cut for 25 years. He is moving up in his career and wanting to grow his hair. Any tips? Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's a great question. So in terms of growing hair out, that is something that, you know, you might assume that a lot of barbers, a guy comes in and says, hey, I want to grow my hair out. We're like, oh, man, that means I'm not going to see him very much anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you'd think that's bad for business. But at the same time, there will be awkward stages in any haircut. It's just always going to happen. Um, but a good barber can absolutely guide you through those phases and make sure that at each step along the way you look good so that you're never stuck with like a half haircut or like a hybrid like for now haircut. There are absolutely shapes and things that we can create along the way so that um, it might add a couple weeks to the grow out because we are trimming things a bit, but it will be that much better because you don't have to muscle through those awkward stages. We can give you a solid haircut at each point along the way as you're growing it out into something uh, that might be, you know, a new a new look after 25 years of a high and tight. Um, but the thing is, the high and tight is is cool because it is very functional. And as with a lot of men's haircuts and hairstyles, we're born out of utility, and oftentimes military related. Um, so of course he's going to be very used to that haircut and the function of that haircut, like we were talking about earlier. So it might be harder at times because there will be more maintenance involved, it might not look as as neat, it might require more work, it might not be as lean, right, in the face and, and stuff like that. So there will be things like that that you deal with, but overall, I think the biggest advice would just be to find a goal where you want to get to. So between the two of you on Pinterest or Facebook or, or Tumblr or whatever, finding at least two or 4chan. three different pictures, 4chan, the deep web, <laughs> find those pictures, find a goal, so that you know where you're getting to. Once you've established that, let us help you find one or two haircuts in the meantime that will help get you there and you'll look good still. So you don't look like a buffoon. Yeah. And like, I promise it's gonna be a haircut someday. Yeah. Like, let's make it look like a haircut now. Well, and I feel like that's kind of a common mistake. And I know, I know for me, when I first started growing my beard at the ripe old age of uh, 12 years old, <laughs> yeah. where I was just like, I'm just gonna let it grow and do whatever it wants to do. And I think a lot of people do that um, not realizing that there are some steps you can take along the way to uh, to keep it looking good during those transitions. Now, like you said, there will be some stages where it's it's not ideal, but you don't have to look like a hot mess. If you go somewhere who knows what they're doing, yep, you know they can they can hook you up. Yep. And the thing is, again, going back to the square shapes, if he's growing out a haircut, there might be corners or bumps or something in there from the old haircut. What we want to do is usually get you squared up on top, squared up on the sides, and squared up down the back. It's literally, the sh you know, if you were to look at a, like a Bradley Cooper type haircut, or a Christian Bale, it's kind of like a medium length haircut. Uh -huh. If those guys were to hang upside down from the monkey bars, that haircut is literally a cube. Really? It's a square, Just yeah. completely square, no it's kidding. It's a box, yeah. Huh. And that's what wears best for men. 
How about that? Links. I had no idea. So what's the purpose? Of you? This people don't don't know this, they, but they're watching. And this this towel feels fantastic because it's nice and warm and steam. Um, is there a meaning behind that, a purpose other than it just it's nice? Uh, the, the big purpose is that it's nice. Okay. But also, um, in terms of the shave and cleanup, it's just it's good for the skin. Um, and it smells like something. You got some stuff on there. That's not just a. What's yeah. On that towel? So so our boss Johnny here at the shop. Uh, developed a blend of oils that he Ooh, thought would this, be Is good. this a proprietary secret? It's it's a pro no. It's not. <laughs> no, but it is Johnny's blend. Okay. And the the main goal was we use hot towels and cold towels, and we wanted that that mixture of oils to smell good hot and cold, which oh, was actually kind of difficult to find. Yeah. Um, so he he nailed down a formula that he likes that does smell good on hot towels and cold towels. Huh. But the hot towel and the cold towel have everything to do with preparing the skin. Um, skin responds to cues, hair does as well. Okay. Warm usually softens things, it might swell them, so the hair gets more swollen when it's warm, the skin swells when it's warm. Cool towels are going to shut the pores, firm up the skin, and encourage the skin to, to be back at its natural state so that you avoid irritation. Infection. Oh, interesting. You know, any, so, like that. so you heat it up to get in there and and do what you got to do, shave it, cut it, whatever. But then mm -hmm. you cool it down to prevent. And that kind of goes back to that like old school medicine man. You know what I mean? Um, surgeon slash dentist. Yeah, yeah there know, is knowledge of understanding how the human body works. I mean, mm -hmm. it's amazing how much of um, you know how much science you have to know to be a good to be a good barber. Yeah, there are a lot of functions of knowing how skin works and how hair responds um, and what what you do because it's it's very much like getting a tattoo when you get a shave there isn't much about your face that is naturally suited to having sharp razor sharp metal <laughs> dragged across it fair you know you eat a carrot your body's like yeah it's a carrot this is what i do uh-huh you know um you drink whiskey even and your body's like yeah i know what I that is that this word. is what we do right you draw you take steel and you sharpen it with a laser and you drag it across your face your body doesn't it's not built for that sure right? yeah so preparation and aftercare are absolutely essential and again it doesn't have to be an expensive shopping trip it doesn't have to be expensive products but it does have everything to do with just taking good care of your skin if you're experiencing experiencing irritation that's very natural it's a natural response and there's probably a great product out there that will help you improve that situation it's just a matter of finding it interesting yeah. yeah i actually like when i trim up and shave this is a nice tree because i just do the straight razor as is mm -hmm. like just a dry mm -hmm. razor clean it up go with it but i don't know maybe i'm, I'm just been conditioned by getting freaking punched for the past <laughs> so yeah. years of my skin's like yeah this is easy just raw, dog it. just raw dog it yeah <laughs> Uh, we don't recommend that at home, especially <laughs> especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Don't raw dog it. <laughs> if I can leave you with any bit of advice, so what, what are we putting in here? This is, what we, it's called Grooming Tonic. It's made by our friends over in Holland at, at the Scorum Barbershop. It's yep. a Rusel brand. And Grooming Tonic is, a, is like kind of a hybrid. It's almost like a light gel or a mousse okay. to a degree. Um, and you're just working that into the into the hair. Yeah, it's going to prepare it for blow drying and styling. Oh. It gives it a little bit of shape. Um, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole of like styling hair and stuff too. But oh man, that it might is a be good a, preparation. Yeah, for the yeah. hair. Yeah. Well, and I think probably styling kind of comes back to the same principles of, you know, what makes a good haircut, and it's and it has to do with shape, right? Yeah. Shaping it in such a way to accentuate the features that you want to accentuate. Um, you know, I've got a buddy that, that keeps telling me he want, he 
he really wants my beard. He wants me to cut like the Leonidas really to a point. And I'm telling him, I was like, man, that is not, that's not going to be a good look. And he's like, no, dude, you should do it, man. Like Leonidas from 300 was really cool. You'd look cool. And it's like, yeah, man, I don't have that shaped face. It doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you know, maybe it takes a professional telling him that so it would get off my case. Like, dude, why do you <laughs> care what my beard looks like? Like, like bro, <laughs> yeah. simmer down. But, um, yeah, it all comes back to that, to that shape. You know, you're trying to, if you don't have a jawline, create a jawline. Um, I don't have a chin at all, which is why I have this beard. Well, you mentioned, I remember you mentioning at one point that you actually used to get a lot of chin injuries. Yes. Until you got the beard. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I probably have no fewer than a dozen scars on my chin from, you know, getting meat or headbutted or, you know, various assorted injuries that come along with fist fighting people. Um, and, and I, knock on wood, have not had a single one. I mean, there is a level of protection. I don't know that it, you know, would stop a bullet, but mm-hmm. it has certainly, certainly done its job in uh, preventing me from A, getting knocked out and B, um, getting cut underneath there, so. Well, I know that here in Utah during the ski season, those beards serve a real, real purpose on the slopes. You can tell a big difference, even minor facial hair is able to protect your face from the cold and the wind. Oh yeah, and the that's snow. a good point. No, I mean, and that's another thing too. There's never once been a time that I have shaved or trimmed my beard drastically that I haven't regretted it. And not, never more so than when I go out in the wilderness and it's freezing cold and I don't have like this, this um, fur blanket covering my face. I mean, uh, it really does a good job in, in keeping you warm without, you know, I mean, I'll go on a t-shirt, the beard's got me, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a great thing. <laughs> um, oh man, I was going to ask you something else about beard stuff. Uh, beard, oh, so just keeping cool, that's the other thing. So a lot of people, you know, they'll have their winter beard and as soon as it, as soon as it gets warm out, they, they get rid of it. Yeah. Um, you know, what, do you have any, any tips or tricks, you know, for people having a beard and uh, they're like, oh man, it's too hot. You know, I, well, can't, I don't want it anymore. Like for me, it's like, man, a beard, I don't know, man. Like, like, yeah, it can be itchy, but sometimes your balls itch. You're not going <laughs> to cut those off. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully not. Well, the thing is, and, and I'm just going to have to defer to you beardsmen out there because I'm not going to try to pretend like I am one. It's okay. You I'd can. I'd like to be one. I really would. But uh, my friends that have substantial beards have told me that it serves as a swamp cooler in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing for me. You know, if I, if I get that thing nice and wet during the summertime and it evaporates and, and man, it, it just cools you down really nice. So I, I think for those people out there that, that have that want to have a beard but aren't really sure, like I think, I think the best advice I would give is just stay the course, man. Stay the course, do some routine maintenance to keep it from, you know, looking, looking you know, keep it from not looking bad, right? You know, don't just go Grizzly Adams and let it do its thing unless that's the look you're going for. You know, trim it up from time to time and then go somewhere where someone knows what the hell they're doing and they're not going to do some kind of hack job. You know, they're going to they're gonna know how to make the adjustments, how to trim it the appropriate amount to uh, keep the length, but also keep it looking good. And that's that's the hard part, I feel like, with, with beard maintenance is, you know, finding that, that perfect amount of, okay, I'm going to clean this thing up without drastically diminishing it. And that's where, man, I feel like you have, for the past however many years, I've been cutting my beard. 
been killing it. Well, the, the, well like you say, is in terms of, uh, of, of staying in the course, one thing you have to remember is that your hairs are all on a different timetable. Mm. If that weren't the case, then every three years or so, you would go All your hair would fall out, yeah. right? And yeah, would all point. Yeah. So all of your hair is on a different schedule. And there may be days where you lose two, and the next day you lose 200. Oh, wow. You know, but the average is to lose about 150 hairs a day. A day? Mm-hmm. That's no the shit. average. Wow. So... it's a lot of hair. It is. Yeah, it's a lot of hair. And the thing, too, is like you're saying terminal length. Um, the hair could be completely healthy, but if the new hair is ready, it's pushing that old one out. Okay. So that's what keeps the beard at a certain length is that your metabolism is huh. pushing the ha- the new the new hairs out too quickly, and the old hairs can't get long enough. Wow. Um, but Damn the thing, you, metabolism. Yeah, so yeah. so I mean, it's one of those. It's things not a bad where, thing. No, no, no. But it's one of those things where your hair will not grow indefinitely. It's not just gonna you know, continue to grow to where it's dragging the floor and. Well, part of the mystery is that you look at these pictures Weeple. of of Victorian women that did have hair down to the floor. And I'm not sure exactly why that is that their hair could grow that long and doesn't seem to anymore. Huh. I'm not sure if it's diet or, or what, but um, in terms of staying the course, just remember that at any given point, you've still got a potential 30 to 40% more facial hair that's going to come in. And so when we help people power through, you know, you picture if you just landscaped a new yard and you're putting in brand new shrubs, you might cut it into a square shape so it looks nice, but it's not going to be very full. Right. But you let it grow out again, trim it again, it's twice as full. Let it grow in even a bit more and cut it again, and a year later, that hedge is really nice and solid. Yeah. It's good shape to it, but it had to fill in a few mm. times. And gotcha. I've seen some beards go from like zero to 60 pretty quick uh-huh. as long as you allow that cycle. Grow it out, trim it, grow it out, trim it. Three or four times in, you got a real good, nice, strong shape. Then it'll be shape. thick. Yeah, because I mean, mm. even mine, once it got to a certain length, like I... You know, you could like look through it. It was pretty sparse. Like it was long, but there wasn't enough body. There wasn't much body there. So it's it's one of those things where you just got to keep with it. I like most things, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, anything worth doing is going to take some time and, yep. and a bit of patience. So one thing um, to remember too is that uh, the hair on the head, we're always cutting off the ends, right? Mm-hmm. And even down here on the beard, we're cutting off the ends. This is always hard for guys to grow in. It always feels sparse. They feel like they don't have a lot of growth. Well, this is where the hair's starting. This is where the hair is ending. Gotcha. This is where the hair is ending. So this, you're seeing the top edge of that. That's never going to feel that strong. You just it, and it's okay. A little peek into the secret of like barbers' worlds. When you're looking on Facebook or Instagram and you see these lines, just like strong, yeah, super like crisp, Drake, like you know, or like yeah. NFL players. Uh huh. Most of the time, that's actually been airbrushed on. Yeah, I've seen videos common. of that where I'm just like, oh wait, that's cheating, it's, man. It's like, painted on, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, there are all these different techniques that are employed in certain situations like in, in, uh, in different cultures, uh, Atlanta, very common. You wouldn't really? see that in Salt Lake all that much. Right. And so just try to keep your expectations realistic gotcha. and understand that a lot and of that is magic. Don't believe everything that you see on Instagram, apparently. Yeah, believe it or not. Man, my, my world is shattered, mind blown. <laughs> all you fake beard having people out there. Man, that's like, that's like false advertisement, I feel like, you know? I feel like, uh, I have a lot of feelings on that, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, truth be told, though, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a popular look. There's a lot of people that are, that are digging that, and if you want to spray paint your beard on, and, you know, if that's what gets the job done for you, if that's what the ladies like, then, hey, yeah, man. More, yeah, pa- more power to you. Or if that's what the dudes like, either either way, whatever you're into. I mean, that, that works, man. Go for it. Yeah, beards rule. I want one. I just, I, 
I just don't know that I'd feel comfortable. Uh, I just want it to be mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You don't want it to be someone to be else's. Well, That's I'd be happy to donate, but I don't think I don't think that these hairs would look good with your complexion. It'd be kind of weird. I'm willing to. Nice, I'm willing to change. You've got a nut. Well, you've got to, and that's another thing too. Like, let's talk about you know um, beard variations. Yeah. Know, goatees and and I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do with facial hair. Yeah, there you is. Know? Yeah, and that's and that's the thing of it is like you know maybe you don't have a, a beard, but maybe you grow a stash, maybe you grow a goatee, you know, really grow whatever you want, but make sure you seek out a professional that they can tell you, hey, yeah, that doesn't work for you, or like, yeah, yeah no, that's perfect, that's the way to go. And I think you know we're we're probably getting pretty close on time. We've got more hair to cut, so we'll let you finish that up. But for for well, everyone I can watching, get some, some beard products in here too. A little oh, bit okay, well. okay. Well, I'll, I'll finish. Yeah, I and mean, you can yeah, cool. rub some stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, for you guys tuning in, like, thanks for hanging out. You know, this is kind of a peek in the inside of getting a haircut. But I wanted to show you guys, you know, where and how to go about getting a haircut. Go to a barber. Go to a, someone that you know knows what they're doing. Get that environment. You know, everyone here is looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm talking super loud. But normally we have a kind of an open, an open exchange. They're like, shut up. We've got an open exchange where we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. And I think that's a cool aspect of. You know, going going to get a haircut, going to the barber where you can you know discuss ideas, and I think I think we need more of that. You yeah. know, and um, you know, for you savage gentlemen out there getting ready for Valentine's Day, you want to uh, clean up a little bit. You know, I'm just realizing as I'm saying this, like it's kind of a super weird thing to have a dude just running his hands through your beard, and yet <laughs> and yet here we are, it's, well, and it's like totally normal in this setting. But any other time, <laughs> any other time, it'd be like. Hey, whoa! Yeah. Why is this guy touching my beard? Well, that's that was I was actually thinking about that just now that that gentlemen like yourself and and my friends who do have substantial beards, that is one thing that you that really requires some respect. People feel so comfortable. It's almost like I, I'm sure it's similar potentially to what women go through when they're pregnant. yeah with a with a baby belt. Be like, and oh, let me right check this there, out. You know? Yeah. And so guys see a big beard and they're, they're like, just oh, like, let me touch that. And, it, and <laughs> I mean, again, as with the haircut and everything else, this is something we've already established. Right. No, it, so it's, I would never just launch into someone's in. beard at all. It, that could be very intrusive for for plenty of people. It could be. I mean, you it really got to respect that. Get your ass kicked yeah, doing that. Right so, up in someone's face. Joseph Nelson. Yes, you may. Of course. You know, if you're if you're here watching Savage Gentlemen. Um, if you follow along and listen to the podcast, you have uh, you have complete license. If you see me in public, <laughs> just come up, touch the beer. It's fine. Won't even be mad about it. Um, but I'll have to verify that you actually do watch the show. Otherwise, <laughs> I might I might punch you. So um, we're getting a little beer product in here. I think we're we're probably over time. So thanks for sticking with us. Hope you guys learned some cool things about grooming, um, about beers, about haircuts. Uh, thanks so much, Dave, for, for being on camera and doing this and uh, sharing your knowledge. Thanks, City Barbers. If you guys are in the Salt Lake City area or Park City, come check these guys out. They do a fantastic job. Yeah, check out the Instagram. You'll see all the barbers. We've got an app available, City Barbers. It's in the app stores. Uh, a white logo with the bison on it, Polly. It's easy to find. Uh, check us out. The app has pictures and profiles of all the barbers all of our services, all of our products. So you can interact with the shop really easily that way. And then last but not least, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm on Instagram, Buster Boyd. One word, no spaces. Buster Boyd, yeah. Buster Boyd. Check it out. Josh and be posting our adventures on there yes, all the time. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he's always getting into cool stuff. So not only is he... Uh, 
an excellent barber, but he is a fantastic photographer and adventurer. So show him some love. And until next time, guys, this has been a it's been an interesting podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week for Savage Gentlemen. Man, that smells good. <laughs> what is that? This woodsman with a little bit of Ooh. Morocco. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> that sounded like Raven. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> uh, do you, I can rinse.